Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody? My name is Carlotta. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the show where we go through all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with Philip. As always I am joined by my partner in crime here as usual to go through all the weekly news with me. And Mr. Shami and Sean, we have not done weekly news in a very long time. It has been a hot minute. It has. There's been little to no news. I would hesitate to say no news, actually. (laughs) Wasn't there the stat that um, all of America's box office last week came from one drive-in theatre in Florida? I believe that. I I think (laughs) drive-ins, like, they experienced, like, a surge of business recently. I think so. Somebody was, um, I read, uh, was going to a drive-in to watch Knives Out, and then they played Ryan Johnson's commentary of Knives Out on their phone. Oh no. So it felt like he was in the car with them as they were watching it. <laughs> well, Ryan shouldn't be there. No, Ryan, Ryan, you need to social distance yourself. You, you need to sort your <laughs> shit out, Johnson. <laughs> we're watching you, Johnson. Um, so we actually have news this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for Hold last, your applause, please. For, please, stop. We're doing the bare minimum. But... Um, <laughs> So for the last few weeks we have been uh, quizzing in our dawn of stupidity. I became victorious. I am now champion of this podcast. So for the next year I get to gloat about the fact that I just basically smarter in every single way. Well, over well, not me. every single way. Not well, at all. <laughs> but so then this week I remembered that how this show works is I throw it to you to ask your opinion on things. But now I'm starting to think, maybe the people need my opinion. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll I'm just more. juggle this particular opinion. <laughs> maybe I throw to myself to find the expert's opinion. And what do I do? What do I bring to the table then? You just, you're like my hype man. You just go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what, Connor? Yeah. You're right again. You've nailed it that again now. <laughs> another, another magnificent <laughs> statement, Connor. <laughs> um, so obviously. There's no massive news this week because yeah. um, nothing's happening in the world and everyone's on lockdown. But at the same time, there are some things that I felt were interesting. And because we haven't done this for a few weeks, there is like a bit of a stockpile. 
so we can get through a few things that catch caught my eye um, as I was putting the show together. So, Sean, okay. this week we're starting with one of my favourite three words. Would well, actually, hang on. Two, hang two on. of them okay. are hyphened. So, how would you work with that? Two well, words. Still two words. <laughs> <laughs> Disney live action. Yes. Oh Jesus. Okay. Is this is this something delayed or is this something coming out? This is something they're planning. So, Sean, you might remember they did a little movie called Beauty and the Beast. They did a little movie called Aladdin. Then they did one of the biggest movies of all time called The Lion King. Now, it's true. What they've decided to do is Disney have ran out of ideas and they're like, the lads back about 20 years ago, they did pretty well. Let's just do what they did again. Fucking imagine that box office. But now. <laughs> but now, but we just do live action, do the same movie, get away with it. Dollars. Do- lads, we're printing money, literally. <laughs> so, we're that so wealthy. What they've actually... Normally, I don't really care about those things. Like, so Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin... The Lion King is a movie I love, but, like, I wouldn't say, um, don't touch that. That's that's whatever. I, I cherish that. But a movie I do actually love is Disney's Hercules, Sean. Oh, I've heard rumours of yes. this. Disney, okay. Disney are going to be doing a live-action remake of Hercules, and it is in the works with the Russo brothers, directors of Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, Civil War, Winter Soldier, all the place. But All the good ones. All the good ones. The Russo brothers are down to produce it, so they're not directing it, but they are producing it. That means they're involved in the project, which I can only assume means they're lending their name to it, which is good, because that probably means they're very heavily involved in the production of the, of the movie. Yeah, and it means they still have a very good working relationship with Disney because they made them a shit ton of money. <laughs> they could literally walk in and pick whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Yeah, just like, oh, we want to do uh, Iron Man again. Just and We're, like, we're going to yeah. do Iron Man 1, but recast Robert Downey Jr. And then Disney are like... <laughs> what we're going to do, phase four, we're wiping the slate clean. <laughs> I think we should start again. You know what? Live action remake. Well, what we're going to start this time is we're going to start with Tour the Dark World. How do you feel about that, Disney? Because we're fucking doing it. And we're going to make it a hundred times. <laughs> Malekith is the villain for all 23 new movies. He's the new Thanos. <laughs> so, the Rooster Brothers are involved. Sean, what do you think about Hercules in general? Like, did, Oh, did like you, as a movie? Yeah. Oh, it's class. And yeah. there was an accompanying TV show, and that was also amazing. I can't remember watching the TV show too often, but I remember just loving the movie. Like, the movie has great songs. It's It's got... Great voice cast. Great voice cast. you got Danny DeVito bringing his A-game. Um, yeah. I, but, like... No, the, the thing is, though, we've recently had a Hercules movie. Oh, yeah, The Rock was in one. I completely forgot about that. The Rock was Hercules. Yeah. So that, now he can't be cast as Hercules in what will presumably be the good Hercules movie. Do, do you know, right, I read this news story and it never even dawned on me that that movie came out in, like, what, 2016? When did that movie come Something out? Something like that. And it was like, was he magic? Was that what was happening <laughs> But there? you know what? That movie wasn't that bad. I remember going in to watch that movie thinking, this is going to be terrible. And I came out of it going, it was a solid three stars. It was never going to be amazing, but it was better than it should have been. Yeah, and that I don't think a Disney movie, a Disney Hercules movie can't get by with better than it should have been. Mm. You know, the um, 
and I, I was going to say it's all human characters, but you do have like um, Danny DeVito as Phil. Did you hear like, that um, Josh Gad said he wasn't going to play Phil? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> just keep trying to cast Josh Gad in all of these live-action movies. And he, well, like, look, if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. I'm I, sure Josh Gad would be good at it. I think Josh Gad is a fine actor, but I think Danny DeVito, that's his role. But he might be a bit old now. I think, I don't know, like, is Phil is very, he kind of jumps around the place. What is he I mean, like, if you see if if you see Danny DeVito and Always Sunny, he's still quite like, um, how how would I put it? He's still he, he's still quite expressive in the way he moves and acts. You know, he's not just like sitting there yeah. reading lines. He's not doing a Marilyn Brando on it. But, but it's also important but, who you cast as Phil, but who you cast as Hercules. Like oh, you have. The oh, rock. I'll get to that. Oh yeah, I'll we'll get, get to, to that. that. But their dynamic is what the movie is really based on. Like the two of them kind of carried a whole first act. They so you spend kinda, a lot of time together. Yeah, you need a good dynamic, and you need if Danny DeVito is one person because we're casting Danny DeVito because he did the voice of Phil originally, and he's yes. basically still perfectly cast as Phil. Um. But who do you cast as Hercules? Sean, is it The Rock again? Do you want the shot of The Rock standing over Danny DeVito? I kind of do. But like, <laughs> yeah. if... And my head immediately goes to cast cast a wrestler. And the big find show. a wrestler. The big show. The big show. <laughs> big show would be amazing. The, um, but like, who do you cast as skinny Hercules? Is it Tom Holland? Oh my god, it is Tom Holland. I'm remembering the movie. He looks like Tom Holland. It doesn't do just. <laughs> He's got floppy hair. He's so clumsy. Oh man, Tom Holland is perfect. It's 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 the best one I can think of, which is bad because it's it, like it, it's not going to happen. He can't be Nathan Drake and Spider-Man. And Hercules. He could, yeah, but if he's he's not Hercules though, he's child Hercules. So that's like they're not going to bring Tom Holland in for three days' work, pay him a load of money, and then tell him the fuck off. That's true. Now, have we have we considered Michael B. Jordan? I mean, as is tradition here on the show, we do consider Michael B. Jordan for all roles. I think he would be a great Hercules. Um, I think he'd be a great Meg if he wanted to. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, I think he'd be a great everything, but at the same time, we can't just keep throwing Michael B into all roles. Mm. Although, actually, mm. now that you mention it, see, why did you say that? Now all I can think of is Michael B. Jordan as Hercules. He's uh, got the charisma. He does. He does. I, um, like, I, I don't think he'd be. Ba- I don't think he'd be a bad Hercules at all. Like, I think he'd actually be quite a good cast. And Disney aren't opposed to. Uh, casting actors who might not fit the description of the original cartoon character. True, but it's a cartoon, so it's a drawing, so who the hell cares? Exactly. <laughs> now, another one we have to consider is James Woods as Hades. Because yeah. he voiced Hades, and he's voiced Hades in everything. He voices Hades in Kingdom Hearts, as it goes. As as is your uh, specialist subject, yes. <laughs> I should have picked that for the quiz. Should have. Not, not important, not important, but... Still hurts, but that's fine. <laughs> St- still hurts, so it does. <laughs> Good. Like, um, I lo- I looked up a list here as well um, of Hercules fan casting. Mm. Uh, so this person says, like us, Michael B. Jordan for Hercules, and then as Zeus, Idris Elba. Oh, 
I like yeah. that. Jesus. Imagine Idris Elba's voice on Zeus. Yeah. And a big a big beard on him. A, a big beard. He's a ma- he looks good with a beard. And he's um, a, he can get jacked. He'd be a big dude. And he's uh, intimidating. Zeus is meant to be like god of the gods. So like, Yeah, like he has this like gravitas to him. Yeah. Um they also say for Phil they want Danny DeVito. Um they want for Meg they want Ariana Grande. Eh, uh, Mary. <laughs> and they say Sam Rockwell as Hades. Sam Rockwell would actually be. I never. Even, Sam Rockwell is amazing. Sam Rockwell. The, yeah, like Sam Rockwell should be the villain in every movie. Or he should play his character from uh, Jojo Rabbit in every movie. Yes, but imagine Sam so Rockwell good. as the evil person. And Michael B. Jordan as the hero for every movie. We would, be, everybody else would get bored within maybe two movies. Me and you would go to the cinema every single week. This is amazing. We would be obsessed with everything in that. <laughs> five stars. I give it five stars again. Five stars in ten seasons. I love it. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of possibilities of where you can go, but at the same time, do you cast big actors or do you cast people who can sing? But then that raises the other point: is that they're re-releasing Mulan without any songs. And Mulan has some very good songs. Are they going to do the same thing with Hercules and not have any songs in it? Oh. You have to have the songs though, don't you? Well, Mulan, that's, those songs are very famous as well. Yeah, that's true. It's, I don't know, because they went with songs for Aladdin, didn't they? They did, yeah. But they did have Big Willie for that. The, look, Big Willie was on the cast, and so he he does a song anyway. So they were just like, "Why are we fighting against the current? We might as well just do was, songs." He, Will Smith was on lunch and just started singing, <laughs> so they decided to roll camera and just work around. It. <laughs> somebody put a somebody carried in a green screen like really fast, just in behind them, just added yeah. in, just added in a post, added in. Just fi- we'll figure it out. <laughs> this is gold. I like I would like the songs in it, but. If it's a good movie, it doesn't need them, if that makes sense. True. Um, but then, I don't even know, can Michael B. Jordan sing? I'm sure he can. I imagine he can. He's, yeah. he's too perfect to not be able to sing. <laughs> imagine he sounded like like three cats fighting. <laughs> when he sang. It'd still be a new genre, and I'd love it. <laughs> I, think we, I think you need to see help michael b jordan love i need to see michael b jordan in every role is what i need to see true <laughs> what about tom hanks though oh tom hanks as hercules tom hanks is hercules yes and tom holland as baby hercules <laughs> baby hercules. he ages 70 years in between <laughs> i'd watch it that's you know all what? i'm saying american treasure tom hanks needs to be everything because also as well with the the small Hercules. They can just like do what they did to Chris Evans and make him small. Oh yeah, like that's easy done. So you wouldn't even need to cast anybody else. Like that technology has come even further since when was that? Twenty eleven, when the first Captain yeah. America came out. Twenty ten, twenty eleven. So like twenty ten, twenty eleven. Yeah, so ten years of technology. And like since then, we've had Civil War, and the MCU has basically kind of tried to perfect that. And they are all part of Disney, and the Rooser Brothers are producing this, so they would definitely have their hands on that technology if they needed it. That is very true. Huh. Huh. And also, the Rooser Brothers being involved, I like. I think 
that can only help. They have a lot of... Um, they, their name carries a lot of gravitas. <laughs> very, very Much like Idris Elba. <laughs> much like Idris Elba. But, like, the Rooster Brothers coming off Endgame, they were the premier director duo. Or, like, no matter who it was, if they... Whatever movie they picked next was going to be upped. It was like Christopher Nolan after The Dark Knight or after the Batman trilogy. Like, it didn't matter what movie, he was a main man. He could just do anything. Yeah, and... I, I, I don't know, I mean... They started from, like, Arrested Development and all that as well. Like, they've... They've done the polar opposite of Endgame in that they've done just a silly comedy. It's so weird Arrested seeing... Development is very clever. Their, it's so weird seeing their names at the end of Community or else, like, I was re-watching Community, like, last week... Uh, on Netflix, and it's like just directed by Anthony Russo. Just this episode, like season three, episode yeah. whatever. And I was just like, Anthony Russo directed this episode of Community. <laughs> Is this connected to the MCU? <laughs> oh, it's all connected. Oh my god. <laughs> it's I, I I I this is one I'm excited. Not even excited for. I'd be happy to see this. Yeah. Um. But also, don't fuck it up because I love Hercules. I really do. Okay. Connor loves Hercules more than me. <laughs> I do. I like. I think the Rock one was fine, but the animated movie. I just. I really like that movie. It's good. <laughs> I just. I just really like it. I guys. just. Re- I just like it. Right. I just like it. I don't have any critical analysis. I just. I. Ha- I like it. <laughs> well, look, Connor. That's yeah. okay. It's okay to like things. <laughs> it is not in this culture. The uh, social justice oh, warriors. Oh, we got lads. I, have, I haven't brought this up in a while, but I have another few vendettas to get to. Jesus, okay. <laughs> well, we'll reach them all in time, I'm sure. We will. Um, okay, we, I suppose we should move on, Sean. But Hercules is getting a live action remake. Rooster Brothers are involved. So, our next piece of news involves three words that I think you'll like. Three, three words I liked, three words you like. Space oh. Jab 2. Space Jam 2 has its official title and logo revealed by LeBron James. Sean, do you like Space Jam 1 and does it need a sequel? I do like Space Jam 1 and I would be entirely happy to see a sequel. Mm. Also, the day before that this was announced, I tweeted, you don't see much from Bugs Bunny these days. True, he heard. Bugs heard and then in in that one day... They turned around the whole movie with LeBron James. They filmed it. In that one, it, do you think they are spying on you and you alone? Uh, I, I mean, I think they're one of many. Mm, yeah, yeah. We need to find his secrets. <laughs> How is he still alive? <laughs> this, this guy. <laughs> He's um, gone through so much. <laughs> um, but yes, they are doing a Space Jam 2. Now, it is not a sequel. It is going to be a reboot. But does that mean that they're just going to remake the same movie from 1996? I see. I don't know how much, how well that will age up. If you get me, mm. like what the what, the, what does the do? When was the last time Looney Tunes was on TV? You don't see Bugs Bunny a lot these days, you Sean. Don't see him. Someone should make that <laughs> that cutting commentary. <laughs> Somebody probably smart. If only there was somebody. Oh, if God. only. Is, is, are, is it going to be a weird CGI realistic Bugs Bunny? See, I don't think you can capture the charm of the first one on the second one. Because I think no, they'll, like, yeah. the, the technology is weirdly too good. They'll do it all CGI. 
Yeah, and it won't work as well, and it'll be LeBron James, like, looking at a tennis ball and acting against that. Yeah. But, like, I suppose, if you went back and watched Space Jam 1, I think we're the right age that you think of Space Jam 1 with fondness. It's probably not that good a movie. If No, I'm like, fully confident it's trash. And it's <laughs> yeah. a, like, it's a miracle it fucking got made, but, but it was in the era of movies where you just make movies. But at the same time, and Bugs Bunny was the biggest star in the world. But, like, at the same time, um, it's it had some sort of charm that people loved. <laughs> And like me and you yeah. still think of. So does this, I, are we the right audience for this as well, though? See, I think that's it. I think this is this is a movie where they have to appeal to the audience that saw the original one. They can't appeal to everyone because I'm fairly sure I have young cousins. I'm fairly sure they don't know who Bugs Bunny is. Or yeah, very similar to the Power Rangers remake from a few years ago. Like they yeah. they should have aimed that toward the people who were in their twenties. Because they liked the original Mighty Morphin in the 90s or whatever. But they tried to remake it for a whole new generation. And then by doing that you kind of impress nobody. Yeah, you end up making everybody unhappy. Because it's either a bad movie for fans or a bad movie for non-fans. So what do you do with a Space Jam 2? Do you have the same plot or do the same monsters... But see, it's a reboot. I was going to say do the same monsters come back... And steal their the powers again, but I suppose you can't do that. Yeah, like if, if it's a reboot, they they have an opportunity to do like. See, is it going to be like new seasons of The Simpsons, where it's just like Lisa's always on her phone, and like is it boomer humor that they want to do, or is it fun? Like because Looney Tunes, and maybe it's nostalgia. Looney Tunes was funny, and Looney Tunes had stuff in it for adults. That if, you know, if they caught it, they'd get a giggle out of it. I think Looney Tunes was okay. I think Animaniacs was, like, the peak. Oh, that was peak. That was the peak, like, flying jokes flying above your head as a kid. Did, like, th- for example, um, I always think of the scene... Do you remember that scene with Prince in Animaniacs? Yes. When they're, they become detectives and they're, like, looking around for um, fingerprints. And they then... What's the girl's name? Uh, Dot Dot comes in carrying Prince And they're like No no we're looking for f- No fingerprints No no fingerprints <laughs> And she just looks at Prince And she goes I don't think so And she throws them yeah. away Like that movie Or that line Would never get made No not a Todd Not a hope of that Getting through censors Because what if a kid Figures it out Yeah But I think I don't know th- What they are saying Right I will give you Their exact take Which I feel like we've kind of gone against here, but they say that they're hoping that this will be successful enough to spawn follow-ups. Um, so the idea mm. here is to draw in a new generation of viewers with a fresh take. Oh, no. Uh, look, every time some, a movie has said that, I think it's not gone as well as they hoped. It's not gotten as big the second time. No. Like, if they had made a sequel to this... And just appeal to the people that saw the first one. Like what the new Ghostbusters is attempting to do. Yeah, I think... But, like, everything is so, like, fickle in terms of... That movie came out in 1996, Space Jam. But, like, maybe if it came out in 2001, it wouldn't have been as big a hit. It just came out at that exact perfect time for that movie. It just, like yeah. if, it, if it comes out two years after or two years before, it doesn't hit the same way. 
Um, and it came out as well in the era where like everyone had a VHS player and you could just buy videos. Like, so they're, I, kind, they're everyone kind of hoping, I knew. and also they didn't do a sequel to the original Space Jam. So why do they think that this one is going to spawn any follow-ups? Because I suppose all things in movies nowadays are just do one so you can do three and four. Yeah, so like, it just make sure that they make slightly more money than they cost. Yeah, it's an odd one, but like. We'll have to see. Mm. Is the thing I think LeBron James could be a, he's he's going to play the same role as Michael Jordan. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just we we have no interest or we've no um, problem with the movie itself. It's just like is this needed or maybe it's just going to be a fun thing. Like maybe it will make the money. Maybe it'll get a new generation of people interested in Bugs Bunny, Sean. Maybe and then maybe we'll see more of Bugs Bunny because. As I've said, before this, not nah. Radio he silence. What's he up to? Do you think, okay, do you remember Captain Marvel? Re, re, like, they had a website that looked like it was made in the 90s? Yes. I, like, they can't do that with, because Space Jam famously, the website for the original is still up. Yeah, that's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, but in, in this one, they're going to have... Uh, just a regular, like a, a TikTok, maybe about space, about Space Jam Two. That that was very unbranded for the kids, Sean. Well done. Thanks, um, man. Appreciate. You, no, they, they'll go to like something like ridiculous, like Vine. There'll be a Vine on this. Vine doesn't even <laughs> exist anymore. Vine. <laughs> uh, okay, how much do you want to bet that LeBron James was a kid in the crowd at the original Space Jam game? <laughs> Um, I will bet you 500,000 euro that, okay, he's, and that if, he wasn't. Oh, okay, fair enough, sorry. Yeah. Um, and what if the camera pans over at one point and it's just Michael B. Jordan? And he's like, <laughs> why wasn't I invited? Because <laughs> I was only four when this movie came out. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to move on to less exciting news, shot News oh, that no. might make you sad because... No time to die. Might now not be released until 2021. That is James Bond. No time to die. There's rumours that it will be postponed again. It's never coming out, is it? No, no, it's absolutely never coming out. No, not in any way. It certainly lost all, like, hype and good faith that it could have had. (laughs) but what hype and good faith did it have? Just really quickly. I mean, when it was when it was coming out in 2019, I thought, yeah. oh, maybe someone will see it. Not but many people noticed. It was originally scheduled for November of 2019. So yeah. um, then it got bumped to February of 2020. And then it got bumped to April of 2020. So last month. Um, yeah, now something happened between February and April. We're some, not getting into it. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. But mostly, what's happened is more. it got pushed back now, or it's been rumored that it could get pushed back to 2021, which means we're going to have a new mutants on our hands here, Sean. In that it started off in November of 2019 and might not get released until two full years later. That's ridiculous. Which means they probably and- finished filming this in 2018. Yeah, and they've, like, and apparently they've said that like the picture's locked. Like they're not doing any more work on it. No, it's done. It's just, it was meant to come out in April. Yeah, like it's just whenever the board decides it will. Like this is the optimum time to release this because <laughs> this amount of people will see it. Do does anybody care? 
does anybody care is the question because it's it, it, it's not James Bond I don't think is a cinema draw I think it's a this movie is on let's watch it draw mm, and true. even then <laughs> they talked to um, one of the producers on this and they said that there are hundreds of millions of dollars involved here release it with all the audiences feel safe to return and so that's what they're aiming for but it's a nerve wracking call said one of the insiders on the project. So that's what they're all fighting with. They're like, do we release it now? When it was now originally coming out on November 12th. Because remember, it got pushed back eight months or whatever it was. Yeah. But now they're thinking they'll push it back again. Which means it would be how many pushbacks? So November to February to April to November to 2021. So up to five pushbacks. Are they going for that February slot again then? No, I hope they go for like November 2025. Oh, they put like it's it's like December thirty first, like twenty forty or something like, like as long as it can possibly be before. And, and Daniel Craig rights. still has to do the press tour. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he and he has he has to entertain the fact that he's still James Bond for the next forty. We years. can't recast somebody else, Daniel, until this one comes out. So technically, Le- you're still James Bond by your contract. Mm. Until the last one is released, you're yeah. still James. So it's now 2047, and we'll get there eventually, Daniel. I know you're 75 or whatever age you are, but, but we'll, we'll get there. To wait till people feel safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever feel safe to watch James Bond. I don't feel safe. Well, you just you you've lived a life of crime. So I you're just afraid he'll come for you. He is an international man of mystery. Yes, um, <laughs> I think that this this movie. Needs to ironically die, um, but, but at the same but time, Connor. <laughs> but like, here's the thing: they've put millions of dollars into this, so they have to release it at some stage. And it's now just like, when they release this, I don't think it's going to make that much money either. No, and I think, like, it's not going to kill the James Bond franchise. It's not that kind of movie, and it's not going to be that kind of release. But I think it'll. They'll either fast track another one, like with a new Bond to get a load of hype, or it'll be a couple of years before we see one, I think. Yeah. Um, what would you prefer? I think get, get a new Bond in, like at least then it's, because it's always, the speculation is like the fun part of the James Bond franchise, like who would it be, why is it Michael B. Jordan? Bugs Bunny. But, but why is it Bugs Bunny? What's up, Doc? <laughs> How he defeats all criminals, he just draws a tunnel on one of the walls. He's like, oh, he's oh, gonna run into that. Move. He's gonna run into that any second now. And yeah, the movie's just him waiting for him to run into it. <laughs> he's like, fuck it. Why is he taking so long? And he just like cut to the villain. He's just, like brushing his teeth. And he's combing. It's Blofeld. Blofeld is obviously the villain. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, has to be Blofeld. Yeah, and he's like, just and with the trailer came out for this, and I didn't care about it then. No, so this is not helping. No, um, but look, eventually this movie will will come out, and it's going to be a great one. It's going to be certainly a thing that happens. It's, it's certainly going to arrive and certainly something that neither of us will probably see. So we're moving on <laughs> to <laughs> something else. And that is The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games has a prequel movie on the way, Sean. Um, this is, right. So Suzanne Collins, who's the author of all the original trilogies, she has a new novel about The Hunger Games coming out in May of... So May 19th 
Um, so when, when's that? Like three weeks away? Maybe less than yeah, a less? So Two she, weeks. Yeah, so they have a, a novel coming out um, that's going to be just a prequel. And it's called The Phantom Menace, don't stop. But they have... Oh. Every, is it, oh, that was a good one. But they have... So they are also correlating that with a new movie release. So they will be releasing a new Hunger Games movie that is going to be a prequel set years before the originals. Now, the originals made $3 billion altogether at the box, box office. Almost $3 billion, I should say. Sean, does anybody now care about teenage angst, uh, dystopian futures, such as Divergent, The Hunger Games, other ones? Um, uh, what you- <laughs> no, I, see, I think, again, like... We were about that generation when those books were coming out. Yes. And it was like this phenomenon. And everyone was trying to be the next Hunger Games. Which is why we got all those teenagers in Death Games scenario movies. So, oh yeah, so it was uh, the Maze Runner, Divergent and the Hunger Games were the three. Basically at the same time, they all released within like two years of each other. Yeah. And what's that one about the the the, the machine? Robert Sheehan is in it. Uh, mortal engine is it the one? Oh the, yes, know, all yes, the countries are yes. movable. Yeah, mortal. Oh, what's that? Mortal yeah. engines. I think it's it? m- mortal bones. Some bones. No, it's, Mo- it's, it's, yeah. it is engines. I think. Mortal, yeah, mortal something. <laughs> mortal engines is it? Like it's that kind of dystopian, but with a weird fucking concept. Like and, the, and the world is always just it. the world is always on fire. There's just sand everywhere. And every um, grown-up's an asshole. Every grown-up is... And you need all the kids to rise up together. Because together they're strong. But alone they're just little dickheads. But a, a prequel to The Hunger Games mm. is just, like, the, a, a war. And it's going to be it's going to be the Rogue One effect. Where, it, as interesting and as complex as these characters can be, they probably aren't alive. Like, they probably don't survive the story you're telling. Yeah, there is a plot... There's a there's a spoiler halfway through if you just watch the first Hunger Games. I don't know which side is going to win, but it's probably the one that's already have won in the Hunger Games. Because, like, a big part of the original... Like, now I have to say the original Hunger Games yeah. is the thing. Uh, is that... It's the world building and the fact that you don't quite know what went on and you're told in dribs and drabs, like specifically through the books. Like it takes three books to realise that like, oh, there was regular America and then everything went to shit. There was a big war, places were destroyed and now there's this weird like class-based society. But is it more interesting to come into that late, like not know what's happening, just kind of try to play catch up rather than being having everything explained because really what they're doing this novel is just another way to get a bit more money in and then make another movie I think that's it I like I think it's better to be in at the deep end and slowly like learn to swim rather than okay that's a terrible example because you should probably start in the shallow end but (laughs) like it's 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 more fun watching a movie and being like, oh, now I get it, rather than a character tells you how it is, but what and about, you just go with that. Do you not remember a certain trilogy called Star Wars, right? And now they did uh, something right. clever, right? They had three really good ones, good movies, came in late. But then I had myself questioning, Sean, what happened? Where, how did we get here? 
And I felt like I needed a trilogy to tell me how we got to that original trilogy. So, very cleverly what they did was they released three absolute Oscar winners. Back to back to back, where everyone was happy with how they did it. Well, look, that might not be entirely true or correct. (laughs) Some of that is true, though. Look, they certainly made three movies, three prequel movies. And I would argue that you you made a joke there, but but by and large, there's a, now there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of people who defend them. They're grand movies, but there are a lot of people who hate them and think that they cheapen the original trilogy. Mm. And like, it, and so I don't think that's that's not an outcome you want to risk on a f- franchise that made so much money. Yeah, because like you've already you've introduced all these characters that we like, and now you're kind of taking those characters completely over, and you're just introducing a whole new batch of characters that we're meant to care about, even though we already know where it's leading. Yes, and it's I don't I don't know if it feels very much like a a throwaway. I will just make another because it's going to be another trilogy, most likely. Yeah, it's probably. the Fantastic Beasts effect where they couldn't just. Like and the first Fantastic Beast, I think, is fine. But to, then they tried to set up five sequels out off of that, and they've gone down in quality because it's just ah, we'll just make another one. Yeah, actually, that's a very good example. Like it's the Fantastic Beasts. Like you have a very successful franchise, but they just—it's because studio executives like this. It's the name. The name recognition is what they what matters to them, and so you have the name. And they're like, well, we can't continue on with that story because that had a beginning and a middle and an end and we've kind of finished that. So where do we go? We either go 50 years ahead or we go 50 years behind. You can't... It's one or the other. So do we go 50 years ahead and the same things happened again? Or do we wow. go 50 years ago and then we find out how we got there? Yeah, and I don't particularly think either is is correct if you're just doing it for the sake of it as you said for name recognition mm. like do it because there's a story to tell and I get studios won't listen like they don't give a shit about that it, m- movies are made to make money 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 all about money <laughs> I like money too I, look it's grand to have money but you already have all the money from those original three films so mm. what, like and there's no it's not based on a book either so you could theoretically make a film with this same plot line, plot structure, and not title it a Hunger Games movie. Like, just make a movie. But no, they are releasing the book. So the book is coming out uh, this month. Right, then and they're, they're making a movie after that. Yeah, so they must have, what must have happened is um, Suzanne Collins, who wrote the Hunger Games, was like, I'm writing the prequel. Because somebody, somebody in her group must have been like, we're going to write a prequel because... It get some more money. It's nice. Well, well, I would feel better if, like, she had if if she has that story in mind. Yeah, and okay. did this independent of a movie being made. You know, it's all about: is there a story to be told, or are you just making a story because you are you yeah, are you making a story because there's something there, or are you making a story because somebody in a suit said we need more story? Yeah, we need we want to make another movie to make more money. Yeah, um, look, we'll see what happens. Do, 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 do. I threw it up. I threw up the three-finger nice shot. Appreciate, appreciate. Yeah. I did it too. I did, <laughs> did it. <you? laughs> we're just, 
we just uh, what district would you think would we would be? Would we die immediately in the Hunger Games? I think I'd be in the top one. I'd be, I'd be I'd be king. <laughs> I would be dead within ten seconds. I <laughs> I would actually be murdered. Yes. What I never understood about that movie was the first one. You know, they all start in like the big circle and they have all the weapons in the center. Like, yeah. And then they all run towards them, like. That's the worst possible option, surely. Surely you're just going to either get killed or get hurt. Yeah, like there's no way you're getting out there going, wow, I have a nice shiny axe and nothing else happened to me. Nothing bad went wrong. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and that is Transformers prequels, Sean. Yes, it's prequel talk. Prequels, we're back again. It? Toy prequel Story talk. 4. Toy Story 4 director is now working on Transformers animated prequel. That's right. It's a bit of a different one. Oh, okay. Yes. So, um, Josh Cooley, who co-wrote and directed uh, Toy Story 4, which won an Oscar, um, has been given the task of directing a new Transformers movie. Now, this new... Cooley was also one of the screenwriters on Inside Out, just so you know. Um, Okay, cool. Go on. Sorry, no, I was just saying that like he's, he's done well in animation. Like, yes, pretty good. Uh, but the film will be for a theatrical release, animated, and acts as a prequel to the series that is live action so far. So this animated prequel will actually tie in to the movies we've already seen. Live action, Michael Bay, explosions, um, mm. pee jokes, probably racial stereotypes, all, all of our favourite things. A, a big ship in the ice. <laughs> Michael Mark Wahlberg breaking up a Coors Light and drinking it as he or is it a Bud Light? I can't remember which one it is. It was a Bud Light. Yeah. It's it's look, I'm I'm not opposed to this. I think Transformers and animation it can be way fun and way colourful. Like it's a lot of people's problems with the Michael Bay one is that all the Transformers look the same. Yeah. So this is a a way to get like really colourful and bright. Transformers and also the toys you sell with it can also be colourful and bright then and it's a way to get the original Transformers fans from who liked maybe the 80s or 90s animated show back on board because you do an animated show and you kind of I know it's in the same universe but you kind of get rid of some of the stench of Michael Bay by doing a completely different format yes and, and like Bumblebee did really well so people are kind and, and of on board with Transformers again. Interestingly, Bumblebee, the director um, Travis Knight, he worked. He directed Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Because Kubo and Two Strings is fucking gorgeous as well as an animated movie. And Travis Knight directed Bumblebee, which is a spin-off. So they, he probably was like, yeah, I'm just as interested in this whole thing as well. Like, you can go so many different ways once you introduce animation to this as a prequel. Um, I think it's, Yeah, and... It, go on. I was going to say, they could do, like, the, the Transformers War that started over a straw, as I've told you many times. <laughs> I See, it's hard... Actually, that's a good point, because all these movies have now kind of gone back on themselves, and they've had, like, ten different reasons and ten different, like, big twists, but the big twists kind of counteract each other. Like, which version of history are they going with now for this prequel? Is it the one where the Earth is a Transformer? Because that was in the last movie, Sean, yes. So, like, if we're following the current continuity, Mm. 
the the Earth has always been a transformer. But then Merlin is this going to involve Merlin again with Stanley Tucci? Are we Tucci? getting the Tucci involved? The, is the Tucci going to be back as some sort of Merlin animated figure? Oh, as, <laughs> is Stanley Tucci a transformer? <laughs> I think that's the next step. I think the man Stanley Tucci has to be a transformer. It's uh, look, I, 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 I have high, I have higher hopes for this one than if they announced they were doing a Michael Bay led prequel. Yeah, because I also I, don't think the first Transformers is terrible. Um, no, the first Transformers is perfectly fine. Like it's the problem is that they Michael Bay found out like people were like, oh yeah, the first Transformers is grand. But I like this bit and this bit and I don't like this bit. But all he heard was I like this bit and this bit. And then he just made those good bits multiplied by ten in every other movie. Just made it more, yeah. Yeah, more. It's not it's not better, it's just more. Was is the ta- is the is the tactic he used. So but in terms of teams, like you have um if you have the director of Josh Cooley who directed Star Wars or Star Wars, Toy Story Four you also have writing the movie down as screenwriters is Andrew Barrer and Gabriel uh, Gabriel Ferrari who wrote Ant Man. The two of them they wrote both Ant Man films. So you have the Toy Story animator or director. You have Travis Knight who's involved in Bumblebee. He's done Kubo on the Two Strings. I'm sure he works as some sort of producer or something involved in this. Um, and you keep Michael Bay out. Like that's a very strong team. Yeah, and it, it and they've all proved themselves in animation know? as well. Yes, uh, like uh, I'm looking up Travis Knight here. He's also done Paranorman and the Box Trolls. Box Trolls also won an Oscar. I'm pretty sure. Jesus, like that's that's someone you want on your team if you're making an animated Transformers movie. Now, story-wise, the film will explore the origins of Megatron and Optimus Prime. I hope we find out how Optimus Prime can fly, but also at the same time, he never uses that power. And their relationship. Um, I hope it's like Smallville. I hope they're best friends (laughs) until Megatron shaves his head. (laughs) And then it all goes wrong. (laughs) Then he turns into Michael Rosenbaum. Megatron is born because of that straw incident. Of course. It examines the seeds of conflict between the harmony-seeking Autobots and the domination-loving Decepticons. Never trust anything called a Decepticon, first of all. It takes place entirely on Cybertron. Okay. Cybertron's cool. Mm. Uh, And... It's... So they just... You're born into this race of either... Sorry, or you're built or constructed. I don't know how they... Make more. Do, are they bored or built? I think they might be built. Are they like an energy? Or they're an alien? Or someone built them? That's a very good question that I've never been asked. But how do Transformers procreate? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a goog. This is the one I'm googling. <laughs> you got to delete that search history. <laughs> it's a suggested search. Wow. Uh, they reproduce asexually. Right. So like strawberries. We're runners. And <laughs> and there is no evidence that couples engage in anything related to procreation. <laughs> As if that needed to be said. They're fucking <laughs> cars. <laughs> Just to nail it down, lads. <laughs> no, that's actually the point. They're not fucking cars. That's strictly the point. Oh, of course. Yeah. And no one should be. Nobody. I- I'm step one. Never trust some- someone who's fucking cars. That's all you always say that. Yeah, true. Mm. That's, yeah. that's a good way to live your life. But I think in terms of just a movie concept, I think 
this could be just um, X-Men uh, First Class, but just with Optimus Prime and Megatron. Do you know what? That's not that's not terrible. Like as a as a concept, I think that could be fun. And don't make it like a three hour movie either. Make it just make it a nice brief animated Transformers flick. And bring Michael Bay in as a can like just ask his opinion. See what as he a feeds. VFX supervisor. <laughs> yeah. What do you think we should do here, Mike? What, do you think we should add more explosions? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> he just walks, he's like, none of these characters, I can't even tell what race any of them are, they're all just acting like normal people. I need, I need stereotypes, lads. I need big <laughs> stereotypes that people can very easily identify. Make it simple for me. <laughs> um, so, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and that is, Patty Jenkins confirms there will be a Wonder Woman 3 and an Amazon spin-off. So this is the director of Wonder Woman 1 and 2, um, and she has now said that they will be doing a spin-off starring the Amazons, um, and there will be a third Wonder Woman film. Um, Now, I think they might be going to... uh, What's the DC... Is it just called the DC Streaming Service? I think that's a or DC Online or something. Is that is that yeah, it? Yeah, but I can't actually remember. But like, I think the Amazon spin-off will be going straight to that. Um, I'm assuming Wonder Woman three would be coming out in cinemas because they like money. But that's um, true. So she is already working on number three and the spin-off. Uh, Wonder Woman two hasn't come out yet. Is this a good sign or is this classic DC getting ahead of themselves? I mean, their their track record for getting ahead of, ahead of themselves is not great. Mm. Uh, I, 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 th- I think they're banking on that the first Wonder Woman made a shit ton of money. And they're assuming the second will make as much. And then the third will probably make a little bit less, but still a lot. Which is a good like, way to look at, because that's every trilogy ever. Yes, but also like you have Gal Gadot, who's fantastic as Wonder Woman. Yes. True. So I th- I think you hold on to her. Like her and Momoa are some of the best casting for superheroes. Also, they're the only ones left. Well, Ezra Miller's the Flash. Well, look, let's not even talk about Ezra, <laughs> right? That, that movie in twenty twenty six that'll be coming. No, that'll that'll happen, lads. <laughs> I still have faith. I still have faith. Mr. We just need another seven Harry Potters. Uh, where the animals are? Oh no! And then you bring Ezra back on as the Flash. And, and then, then, well, actually, Ezra's been up to some stuff, so let's, let's oh, maybe actually, not for a while. Oh, no, actually, I forgot, forgot about that. that. Yes, no. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh. <laughs> New segment. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. No, uh, well, Paddy Jenkins has confirmed Wonder Woman 3. I think, I think it's good to have an idea. If she originally wrote these as a trilogy, so, like, she had an arc from 1 to 3, that's completely fine. I'm, I just think... It's. I only just. I would trust Patty Jenkins, but I don't trust DC in a weird way. Yeah, like if if Patty Jenkins was making this movie on her own and there was no interference from anyone, but also she's proved herself and presumably on Wonder Woman eighty four, they didn't interfere as much because what she did worked very well. Yeah, and it must have worked. It's coming. It was meant to arrive in theaters on August fourteen. Now that is obviously, uh, it's still up in the air. It might be pushed back. It might not. It might not even make a lot of money. We don't know. Um, yeah, but, and there's a lot we don't know. We there's a lot we don't know in regards to just 
all future movies this year but this was originally meant to come out August 14th I think it was going to be one of their big tentpoles like but do you not think that people would be less interested because Justice League has kind of come and gone the first Wonder Woman was obviously very interesting because it's like you have to see this because like this is one of the original trilogy or tree of the Justice League but half that cast is gone now like this whole universe maybe has less of a shine to it but does do you think Wonder Woman kind of overcomes that because the first one was so good? Yes, I think that like Wonder Woman of all of them could probably be standalone movies because mm. they're in a completely different time altogether. Nineteen eighty four. I don't want to. Nineteen eighty four. Just do that off the top of my head. Just, just it's, it's it's a certain a certain title gave it away. <laughs> yeah, Batman: The Dark Knight. Yes, go on. Uh, but. I I I think it does kind of. I it, it means the films can't have a huge amount of weight, if you like, in terms of impact on the universe, because the universe is still up in the air. Yeah, no, and it's like, do you have a scene where she is caught between Steve Trevor and Ben Affleck, <laughs> but the fridge is no longer there, Sean. But who could replace the fridge, man? Oh, Jesus. If only we had some... Chris Pine is still in it, even though he definitely died. Well, uh, who knows if he's real or imagination, man. He'd have we don't to see him in Batman vs. Superman. Sorry? We don't see him in Batman vs. Superman. True, we don't. Or You're dead League. right. Mm, interesting. No, because... Uh, murdered but a man stage, and gone to prison don't, for don't life. Be re- don't be ridiculous. He'd only be... He's 80 in 1984. But in 2016, he'd be 120. That doesn't make any sense, Sean. What about... What, what about Steve Rogers? Oh. Uh, no, he's... Is that his great-great-grandson who looks the exact same as Chris Pine? Of course. Of course, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, but yeah, so they are going to be working on a Wonder Woman 3 and an Amazon, Amazon spin-off. I think the Amazon spin-off... I'm probably not as interested in that, but I think that's a very cool. It's a cool world to explore. Um, I don't know if it's going to have the same draw because I think Gal Gadot is such a like such perfectly cast. She's kind of the charismatic figure of all that. Yeah, you're watching it for Wonder Woman, you know. Like, and, and I, I, the Amazon spin-off might be great, but it doesn't have anything to immediately like grab you and be like this is a Wonder Woman movie Yeah, that's going to be yeah. all about the cast that's going to be who yeah. they get everybody else to play because it's going to be a real cast thing it's, if there's five or six of them that are all bringing their A game they might be a, like that would be a really good show it's just about casting the right people um, yes ok so we're finishing off Movie Mondays this week Sean it's been weird we've been talking news it's, uh, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. I've, I've been too far over this. But we're finishing off with a new story that I just found mostly funny. But we're gonna go with the the big news in the cinema world that I could find is that AMC, the cinema chain, will no longer play Universal movies following Universal's decision to go to video on demand in regards to to Trolls uh, World Tour, which is the second Trolls movie. Jesus Christ, okay. Yes. So this is this is petty, is it? This is, uh, but it, I think it's quite big news, because 
I, at, at this point, it's petty and it's kind of small, but it's also it can have bigger ramifications for other different studios. So uh, the story here is that Universal, their CEO, has come out and basically um, they said that they would be releasing uh, most things now on video on demand uh, as, lo- as well as sending them to the cinema to release theatrically in future. Because right. they released Trolls, Trolls World Tour, and it did quite well on video on demand recently. and so Probably better than it would have done solely in the cinema. Yes. So Universal has now kind of looked at this like, okay, so if we release that, instead of in the cinema, we released it on, on demand. We made a lot of money. Well, we can double our market by just halving what we go to the cinema, and we put on demand as well. But obviously the cinemas are not happy with this, AMC in particular, because that's taking half their revenue, if you put it on demand as well. Yes, uh, which, that's fair, they have to make, because Universal still publishes a lot of movies, like even if they don't make them in-house. Yes, yeah, and their name would be on a lot of different uh, franchises or whatever, so uh, AMC have now come back and were like, okay, well... If you want to release it on demand, you can, but we're not going to show any Universal movies from here on out in any AMC theatre in the whole world. Yeah, because those are... Like, that's a, that's a direct competitor that already has lower overheads than, you know, running a chain of movie theatres does. Because if I gave you the option of paying a tenner and staying at home and watching a movie, or paying a tenner and going out of your house to the cinema to watch a movie... With and then other ex- people who might yeah, ruin the it- experience. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to choose the video on demand. Now, obviously, the cinema experience can be good if you're like opening night of Avengers Endgame, but half the time you're just sitting in a dark room uh, with a bunch of strangers eating some really, really expensive popcorn. <laughs> That's kind of it. So expensive. <laughs> so expensive. So Universal, obviously, they got uh, some backlash from theaters, specifically AMC. Um, and the AMC's CEO and president, Adam Aaron, uh, sent a blistering letter to Universal. Um, blistering? Sharing, blistering. Sharing the chain's decision to stop showing Universal films at any of their theaters. Um, saying that, look, if you want to go to demand, on demand, that's fine, but... You won't get to show any of your movies here, which will immediately cut your revenue by, I don't know, maybe a quarter. AMC is quite a large movie chain, or theatre chain. Yeah, that's... I mean, for all this to happen over Trolls World Tour... Yes. That's that's a big move. But this this has even bigger consequences, because next year, Sean... Fast and Furious 9 and Jurassic World Dominion are both coming out, and they are both universal. So, those will not be shown at AMC theatres as of this moment. That's tough. But that's got to be tough for the theatres as well. No, like, those like those would be big draw movies for them. So, they're like, they're taking a hit on principle, it sounds like. They're taking a hit because it's like, you either choose us or you go on video on demand. You can't have both. Yeah, and and it, it might hurt AMC's profits, but they seem to be like, listen, if video on demand drives drives us out of business, that's it anyway. So I think the thought process is that if they pull out, they're hoping other cinema chains will follow them, and then if Universal has no cinemas to show this movie to, or these movies to, then they'll have to back down, and then eventually go, okay, cool, we'll go back to the cinema. 
Yeah, we'll go back. Yeah, and maybe the maybe the just it's just for the duration of the current situation is for as long that's as, that's as long as they'll release on demand. But I think people just no one knows the whole story with anything lately. Yeah, everyone's like it's kind hard of to out plan the for the future. So I like I, I it's tough because I do like the cinema when it's a good experience. Which is very, very it's, rare. It's very, very rare. It's usually when it's empty, I'll be honest. Why, I do, like I see, seat. why do I sit at the back with a big trench coat screaming exploitives at the TV? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you can't overpay for popcorn at home. You can't. That's another thing. True. Also, sorry if anyone's listening. Someone just fired up a fucking chainsaw outside my house. <laughs> oh, no. Not the chainsaw, so, Charlie. Not the chain. Not chainsaw, Charlie. Oh, he's trying to get in. You're trying to get in, lads. <laughs> I know, just finish the show first, and then we'll have a chat with Charlie. Here now, Charlie. Yeah, let me, I, I'll you're have pressing to do the nobody. sign off and all. <laughs> you're pressing Charlie, nobody with that wait. action now. I mean, it is a nice, it's a nice chainsaw. It is actually, though. He spent a lot now on that chainsaw. 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 She shells, she shells, but she sure. Does she, um, does she sell chainsaw? That's even harder know. to say, Jesus. I, I do, yeah. So, where do you think this ends? Do you, who do you think backs down first, AMC or Universal? I think it's going to be AMC. Sadly, I think Universal has a lot more disposable income than a cinema in 2020. I would really hope in that all cinemas would pull out, and then we'd never have to see the dark universe ever again. Well, look, it's wishful thinking, my friend. Mm. Wishful mm. thinking. Wishful thinking, indeed. They've made that logo and they're sticking with it. <laughs> um, I think that's it for weird, or weird news. Movie news this week, I should say. It was weird because we actually did news this week. We did news, yes. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Oh, first of all, I wanted to say uh, that this we- this month's Pelp, which is our Patreon-exclusive Lazarus Pit, in which we go which back and watch Which is a name we both movie. love. I hate Pelp, but... <laughs> Um, we have chosen Star Wars The Phantom Menace as our movie that we will be reviewing. We're going to go back. We're going to give it a look. Maybe Jar Jar's pretty good. I don't know, maybe, Sean. Maybe we'll sing along to Jewel of the Fates. I definitely will. I love Anakin in that movie. <laughs> now this is Pelp, he'll say. Oh, that's exactly the Instagram <laughs> promo we're using. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> Sean, do you want to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Uh, big thank you to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. Uh, Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, and Ryan Evanson. You guys are all fucking amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, if you listener would like to join those fine people you can head over to our Patreon patreon.com podcast. there's a link in the description to that if you don't want to do that or you just can't the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist or and leave us a review and a rating on iTunes to get us up the rankings so have Apple a word, likes us have a word with Chainsaw Charity there get them to drop a like and review on iTunes Oh, we, we don't want Chainsaw Charlie's review believe me <laughs> Could be better. Don't like the mic quality. (laughs) Annoying sound in the background and in the foreground. I don't like the sound of the chainsaw, or else not enough chainsaw. It's one of the two. Lad, check your chainsaw. (laughs) 
Um, we're on all the social medias. They're all uh, linked in the description. And you can email us here for underscore at outlook.com if you have any questions or comments. I think that's it. I think that's it for the week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I've been Conor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.